Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy, and uh, you can reach me at all of my socials at Chef Fry Comedy, that's Chef B-R-Y Comedy, on Instagram, Twitter, and now on Facebook. And today, I want to talk about greatness. How do we define greatness? Who are some of your heroes? I will tell you about some of who my heroes were growing up. And I'll tell you a little story uh, that had uh, a very big impact on how I saw the world and how I saw myself. And then lastly, I want to talk about how uh, our greatness can be limited by our society or our culture when we place sort of restricting bolts on our freedom, on our ability to see right and wrong. We are only as good, we are only as free as we allow ourselves to be. And so what are some of the things out there that are uh, sort of uh, causing problems, if you will, for, for people to achieve their greatest in their human potential? Uh, I'll break it all down for you. Grab yourself a beverage and a snack, and let's get started. Well, hello again, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy, and you can, of course, reach me at all of my socials at Chef Bry Comedy, that's Chef B-R-Y Comedy, and today, uh, excuse me if, uh, if if my voice is a little off today, I'm having some uh, pretty bad allergies, and I've got a frog in my throat, so I will try not to cough into your ear, uh, but uh, uh, anyway, yeah, but I'm doing good, doing good nonetheless. Uh, today's episode is going to be about, um, you know, I'm watching the Olympic Games, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, some of these uh, folks are just incredible, you know. And so today, uh, it got me thinking about, um, you know, greatness and the strive for greatness. And then that kind of had a domino effect into all kinds of other things, for example, from who some of my heroes were uh, and, uh you know, why they were my heroes. And then, uh, you know, it got me thinking about, you know, uh, what is greatness? What makes a great person? You know, because, uh, you know, do you, do I have to run a, a three minute mile to be great? You know, I mean, what gives man, you know, inquiring minds want to know. So yeah, that's what today's episode is about. It's about, you know, uh, finding, uh, greatness, capturing greatness, capturing that uh, lightning in a bottle. Uh, how do you do it and how do you not do it? <clears throat> and uh, what what defines, you know, what a great uh, man or woman is? What is greatness? You know, so so first I want to kind of start off by uh, kind of listing, uh, you know, who some of my heroes were growing up. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I've... Uh, I was a real big action movie star, so of course uh, one of my great uh, heroes was, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, that kind of that that lasted a long time, you know, because it started as a young boy and it kind of even went into my teens and twenties. Uh, you know, I always kind of had the um, you know a high forehead, and so if I had the right haircut. Uh, and I worked out, of course, uh, I, I felt like, uh, I was Arnold, you know? And so, um, <clears throat> there was something about, <clears throat> excuse me, there was something about the way, uh, he, um, carried himself in the movies. Uh, it was kind of like a combination of fuck you and, uh, 
and and kind of like just this uh you know intellectual know-how you know because uh you know most people don't give him credit for being smart you know uh, but I, I think, you know, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger are pretty smart guys, you know, uh, to take over, uh, you know, an entire genre of movies um, it takes more than muscles. It takes it takes sheer grit and determination, you know. Um, and uh, so, yeah, of course, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone is still a fan, uh, uh, one of the greats. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, and then as I got older. Uh, you know, it, it started getting into like uh, comedic heroes. You know, uh, I've always wanted to be a comedian, even uh, when I was pretty young. I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly when that started. I think it started, you know, probably around 11 or 12. Um, you know, stand up comedy was huge in the 80s, um, but I never really thought of myself as doing it. You know, <clears throat> now that I'm older uh, and, and the world's kind of going a little nutty, uh, I decided, you know, screw it, man. The cheese slipped off my cracker and I decided to go for it uh, because, you know, and, and I'll address this later, um, but the world <clears throat> in its current uh, configuration is, uh, yeah, definitely uh, weird, you know. Um, and so I'm, I'll go into that uh, a little bit later, uh, what I'm thinking about that, uh, how greatness is defined and, and what makes uh, us as, as people uh, how do we find greatness in a society that oftentimes, you know, you do everything right and you just still don't find greatness? Where is it? And so greatness is, I think, a state of mind, but it's, it, you know, but you have to have people and systems that will allow you to be great, if you know what I'm saying. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone wouldn't have gotten into movies uh, had they not had that appeal and had they not had those opportunities. And so, not only does greatness, um, you know, there's a certain it factor in greatness, but I also believe uh, that you have to be barking up the right tree, if you know what I'm saying. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, Schwarzenegger was one of my uh, all-time heroes. Um, I just loved his style. You know, it was kind of like a no-nonsense meets um, fuck you attitude. You know, there's just something irreverent about it that I loved. Um, and then, um, of course, you know, as I got older and matured, uh, action stars, you know, you started to see that they're just movies, you know? And so I have, uh, you know, my grandfather, my grandfather is a hero of mine. Uh, you know, he, he's my Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's the, he's the, the voice in my head when I'm trying to listen to my better angels. Uh, you know, and there's nothing, you know, and, and it, it probably is has a lot to do with the fact that he passed away and uh, that sort of immortalizes a person. Uh, but my grandfather was a good man. You know, uh, he was, uh, you know, he, he, he was a, a cross between a gentle person and a um, just, he knew how to fix everything and anything. He was a man's man, but, but not a, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't arrogant about it. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just, you know, in those days, you know, you lifted weights and you, you know, he, he, you hunted and, uh, you know, you, 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 he was a meat and potatoes kind of guy. And, and so he, you know, without even trying, uh, he just had this, uh, way about him of know how, uh, and, um, masculinity, but not in that fake way. You know, it's just a very natural for him. And of course, he was a World War II veteran. And so I learned a lot from him in terms of, uh, 
you know, know-how. Uh, I wish I had paid more attention when I was young, but when I was young, I was, you know, I was a silly heart, you know. I wanted to be a comedian. I didn't want to, you know, learn how to make bullets and <laughs> know how to bleed brakes. Uh, that was my main job as a kid. Bleeding. I was the bleeding brake kid. Pump them. <laughs> Is that enough? I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> anyway, uh, but my grandfather was a, a terrific man, and he's one of my heroes, of course. Um, and, and so was my grandma. Um, she was a really good person too, but, um, not to get cliche, but you know, my family was great. Um, and, uh, who else, who else, who else, who else? Uh, uh, Chris Cornell, of course, is, uh, one of my all time favorite musicians. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that his voice is unparalleled. You just cannot get a better singing voice than that. I mean, rarely do you see a, a talent like that. Uh, so raw and and so good, and then and then what really sells it, <clears throat> you know, is not just the fact that he's got this terrific voice, because if he was a dick, you know, he'd still be a a, a jerky person, you know. But he's also got a really uh, nice personality. He's a a gentle soul, and so I just always really um, really enjoyed listening to him talk because he always seemed uh, like he was deep in thought, you know, and. Uh, I I I um I didn't know just to what extent he was having problems with depression and um drugs and alcohol and stuff and of course you know when he died it was a real shock because he um he was doing really good you know he was married had kids he'd been sober for years and so nobody would have thought for a second that he was having trouble and and so that's the problem, you know, you guys with uh, depression, you know, including myself, you know, uh, I was having a hard time earlier today uh, and I told my mom about it and why, you know, because the truth is, is that life is hard. You know, um, uh, we don't always feel good and we don't always uh, like our circumstances. And sometimes there's no way out of those circumstances. So you feel stuck and it makes you, you know, go to extremes. And so if you guys are having uh, problems uh, and you feel stuck, don't. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're going to feel that way, and how you feel is legit. I mean, understand that, that there's other people out there just like you, like myself, who, you know, struggle daily with happiness and contentment, even when everything is going perfectly good. And that's not necessarily a uh, chemical imbalance. It can be, um, but a lot of times that is just a sign uh, that you're human. I mean, uh, you know, cause it has a lot to do with, it's, it, it's partly to do with how your brain is wired, uh, and where your brain goes, uh, you know, naturally, but it, but it's more than that because happiness, um, you know, when you're intelligent and you have, uh, evolved sensibilities, and if you're possibly an empath like myself, um, you can sense the good and you can sense the bad and you can sense people's motives. And so waking up every day and on this planet full of wealth and inequality, full of uh, just people that are shallow. Uh, there's not always a lot of depth uh, and the life can seem really unfair. And you see all that celebrity culture uh, and it can really get you down because it's like, hey, you know, you feel like, why can't I be famous? Why can't I make good money? You know, and so, you you, you know, it's just easy to, to feel defeated uh, and to get impatient. And uh, so, you know, if you're if you're having trouble, you know, uh, seek help. You know, there are people to talk to, and uh, there are ways uh, to eventually uh, find 
peace and comfort and happiness, and you don't have to go to extremes, and you don't necessarily need therapy. But if you do need therapy, uh, talk therapy is wonderful. It's good. Um, I, I did it one time, and you know, it just wasn't for me. The the, the girl was new, and uh, you know, she was younger than me. And uh, I, I've just got a rule that if if you go to for help for someone, uh, you should, you know. <laughs> First, make sure that the person that you're talking to is actually first smarter than you, because if you're smarter than them, that kind of kills the whole mood. And <laughs> and also, uh, they you know make sure that they're they're confident in themselves, because this woman was very new at it, and uh, she she was weirded out because of me being a a guy, uh, and the whole thing felt awkward, and uh, it just all kind of I, I I excused myself after about twenty minutes and. You know, my problem was solved, but uh, it was because I decided, you know what, I don't need this, you know. Um, but if you do need talk therapy, there's really good people out there. And if someone's not a fit, just keep searching for someone who is, you know. Same with if you have a doctor, you know, you, your doctor's not right for you. Hey, if your job's not right for you, hey, keep looking. You know, that's the thing about life is we have a tendency to trick ourselves into thinking that, uh our job, uh, you know, because it, it has a lot to do with effort. Well, I have, I'm already situated and I'm already comfortable, so I don't want to have to start over again and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and that's that's a valid point. But realize that when you're not happy in life, uh, there are reasons. And sometimes those reasons are um, just baked into who you are. You, you're not going to get rid of them necessarily simply by um, – you know, talking yourself out of it, you know, sometimes your soul and your heart wants what it wants. And so just, you know, finding uh, <clears throat> little things every day that build your life and, and help you to feel more valid and help you to feel more relaxed um, and, and, and clear your conscience of all that baggage that, that accumulates over time. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm digressing a little bit, but uh, my point is, is that, um, you know, greatness, uh, you know, comes from a lot of things. And so we'll go into that after I'm uh, done with my list here. Uh, you know, uh, Anthony Bourdain is one of my favorite uh, sh- chefs, if you will. Uh, not necessarily because he's the greatest cook of all time, uh, but I like his worldliness. I kind of, I like, uh, he's got a a, re- a flair for, uh, you know, uh, you know, language when he writes. It's very eloquent. Um, and it's very worldly. And, you know, and if you read his book, uh, he talks about his drug abuse. He talks about some of the weirder aspects of working in a kitchen. And, and yeah, it can be kind of jacked up. You know, it can be pretty messed up. And so uh, I just like his sense of humor and his worldliness. And, um, you know, in the end, uh, he, um, you know, he succ- I think he succumbed to lovesickness, uh, and, uh, and and he killed himself. And uh, I, while I don't understand exactly why, uh, I, I have a pretty good understanding of what was probably going on. Uh, some people, you know, um, when you have a lot of experience, when you've been around the block a time or two, uh, life can get uh, terribly boring and uh, terribly, tragically uh, just start to repeat itself. Uh, and so how do you keep making this life fun and interesting and exciting and uh, and how do you feel free in a world uh, that often is trying to dictate to you how to live and, and, and you have such limited choices in who you are and who you can be and what jobs you have and where you can live? 
because the cost of living is outrageous. And so, you know, it, it, it's really hard, you guys, to find who you are and to be happy about it. Um, but, yeah, Anthony Bourdain, for me, he's kind of like, um, for me, uh, you know, he, he's just that guy who um, uh, has a kind of a worldliness and he has kind of a, hey, fuck it, you know, you only live once attitude. And uh, while I'm probably a little more uh, reserved than him in that regard, uh, I, too, understand that because, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to party and I used to, you know, uh, drink and go out and, and, and hoot and holler and all that shit. And yeah, man, so I get it, um, you know, because uh, in that career, it, when you're a chef, um, it's everywhere. Drugs and alcohol is everywhere. So, yeah, I, I have experimented with all that. But, uh, you know, you get to a point where you're... Uh, you, your soul is more important, and so when your soul is wearing thin, uh, you you start making uh, better choices, and so you know. But yeah, he's he's one of my heroes. Um, but I have a, a handful of people that that you know I, I used to look up to as a kid, um, and now you know the truth is is there's a lot of people I admire, but I no longer have what I used to have, and that is this. Uh, you know, ex- you know, I don't get nervous around celebrities. I don't worship celebrities. I don't have, you know, I mean, obviously, if because I've met a few celebrities in the past and I didn't get nervous or anxious or anything because, you know, I used to be in radio and I've met a handful of bands and, you know, and I've, uh, you know, I, when I was in culinary school, I worked uh, the Emmys and I, I got to serve drinks to a bunch of celebs and stuff. And so, um you 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 come to find out that that whole world is sort of uh you know it's a little it's 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 preordained you know it's it's you know they, they tell you don't talk to the celebrities and you know unless they talk to you and you know it's funny but um but the point i'm making is simply that um you know celebrities aren't necessarily uh more talented than you or better than you in any way um and and i'll get to that also at the end about celebrity culture. Um, but yeah, um, watching these, uh, Olympic games, uh, it really, it's, it's interesting because you, you're watching these people who can do these, uh, things that are, uh, crazy good. You know, these, the women's gymnastics, uh, just now I was watching, uh, Michael Phelps and his, uh, swimming and, uh, yeah, these people practice, from the time they're a little, little, little kid and they get pretty good at it. And, um, you know, that's just proof that anything you, um, set your mind to, you can achieve. That doesn't mean that everybody has a natural talent, you know, uh, it just means that if you practice something enough, you can get good at it. And, um, and so, you know, I, I love to watch the Olympics, uh, because, you know, it, it, it does this thing, you know, it, you know, I'm, I generally, uh, I'm not like, yay, go USA. Like, I really couldn't care less. Um, you know, I, of course, I'm a veteran and you grow up uh, being patriotic and then you, you go into the military for that same reason. Um, and then after you get older, you start to realize that the whole concept of, you know, this country versus that country and sovereign borders is all a construct, you know. And that construct um, can can often... Uh, make people, you know, Jangoistic and, and xenophobic, you know, where 
oh, I'm my country's better than your country or my skin color is better than your skin color. You know, at the end of the day, you guys, I just don't give a shit. You know, that's how they trick everyone into going to the army. That's how they trick everybody into, you know, uh, being a Trump supporter. It's all about, oh, we're more patriotic than them. No, you're not. Sorry. Uh, until you've uh, served your country, uh, you're not more patriotic than uh, me. So, <laughs> but um, but watching uh, all these uh, athletes uh, and, 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 you know, they're all there, you know, in uh, Tokyo and uh, it's a fun thing to do. You know, it's a lot of fun to watch these people do that. And so uh, it, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of pride in your country. There's nothing wrong with rooting for Team USA or whatever country you're from. That's okay. You know, it, you know, so long as you realize it's all f- for fun, you know, because when it starts to get, you know, where people start taking that seriously, uh, then they, then they start thinking that, you know, uh, you know, just by its very existence, Team USA. USA is better than the best country in the world. Well, I live here, and I've I've lived here all my life, and uh, I'm pretty sure that there's there's better out there. You know, um, we 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 uh, you know kind of took the idea of democracy and made it great, um, but there's other countries that took our example and are making it even more great, you know, because we have a lot of things in our country now that are limiting our progress uh, when it comes to uh, true freedom and uh, true exceptionalism. Um, For example, you know, we could have a better infrastructure. uh, We could have, uh, you know, um, better healthcare system, uh, we could have uh, better technologies like our high-speed rail. Uh, we have much to do if we're going to retain uh, this uh, image and idea that we're the best because we're just not the best anymore. You know, China is kicking our ass uh, when it comes to uh, manufacturing. And uh, I'd say much of Europe has this beat in terms of, uh, of, of, of socialized medicine uh, because why should I have to pay such outrageous costs? Uh, Rebecca got this uh, bill in the mail yesterday uh, for a single dose of medicine, and that one pack of medicine was $347 or something like that. And so when you start to see just how nonsensical a lot of everything is, um, it can turn you off, you know? And, and uh, I'm just one of those people where... Anything you get involved in, you know, that's why I didn't get into management. Uh, you know, I did it as a chef, but, you know, besides that, uh, you know, going into being a chef, you have to, you know, uh, live up to a lot of uh, nonsense that just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, um, there's a lot of agendas and there's a lot of procedures uh, that are just very uh, weird. And, uh, you, know, you know, it's like when I worked at Lowe's. You know, and they make us have to, you know, sing the song and do the clapping and all that shit. Oh, my God, I want to throw up. Um, and it's not that I don't believe in, you know, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's a good thing to try to have, uh, you know, a, ha- a happy rapport with each other and to boost morale and all that. That's fine. But, you know, we used to talk every day about what our, uh, you know, totals were, you know, and how much the store made yesterday and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh, why do why do I care how much Lowe's makes 
when I'm only making $12 an hour, you know, um, I'm sorry. I just, I find that, uh, forced, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like forcing people to be positive, you know, it's like be positive or you'll be get fired. It's like, nah, I'm good. Um, so, you know, it's just, once you, as you get older, you, it's not that you get jaded. It's not about being cynical. It's that you start to understand that much of what you were told as a young person is a bunch of bullshit. And so, um, you know, greatness, uh, it can be a lot of things, you know, greatness can be like uh, being a great chef or, uh, being a great radio personality, you know, being good at something, you know, anything you're good at, you can be great at, you know, uh, you know, Michael Jordan is a, one of the greats when it comes to basketball, LeBron James, you know, etc. cetera. Uh, these are, all great people. And, um, and, and so I, I find nothing wrong with, uh, you know, giving accolades to people who deserve it. You know, you know, great comedians, uh, great athletes, great musicians, uh, great chefs, whatever the case might be, that's fine. You know? And, and so if, if, if a celebrity, uh, culture, uh, exists because, uh, people are, um, you know, uh, just like certain, uh, people, that's fine. You know, I, I'm, I'm no exception. I'm not anti, uh, you know, liking celebrities, you know, I, I love some, some celebrities, you know, um, but if I met them, I'm not going to soil myself, you know, um, but, but the problem is, um, really is that celebrity culture creates unrealistic expectations. Okay. Um, you know, because, why do you think more people get into acting and, you know, music and basketball and sports and, uh, you know, uh, singing and all those things before they get into, like, say, you know, being a scientist or something? It's because there's more money in it, you know. And so I, I find our collective values to be a little bit backwards. You know, we, uh, you know, love to, to hail uh, good science and good scientist is uh, the, the the benchmark of of a of a uh, progressive society, you know. But then why is it that you know we we go out of our way to pay all all these industries millions and millions of dollars, all the while ignoring uh, teachers? You know why are teachers living in poverty while uh, you know Joe Rogan? <clears throat> I pick on him too much, <laughs> uh, but Joe Rogan's making $26 million a year or whatever. And, uh, and all these scientists and all these teachers uh, are hardly making anything at all. So I think our priorities are screwed up and um, people might say, well, then why are you trying to get famous? Well, I'm not trying to get famous. I'm trying uh, to, cr- to make a career out of something that I love, which is radio and voice work and writing books and yeah, and podcast work, you know, so it's not about fame for me. I really, I don't know what I'm going to do if I do get famous because I'm a very private person. Um, I have no problem with people knowing about my, my life. Um, and I have no problem interacting with uh, people. It's just that I am a private person. I don't go out of my way to tell everybody everything that's going on in my life. I don't go out of my way to give you guys selfies and videos of myself all the time. And uh, while I 
think I need to work on that a little bit because I think I want to be more accessible for people. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that celebrityism in and of itself is weird to me because, you know, they're rich and famous and well loved um, simply for being cool or attractive, things like that. And I don't find those reasons uh, to be good enough to be that wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we need a, as a culture to start valuing something other than pop stars, something other than uh, actors. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you know, it's one thing to have uh, movie muscles like Christopher Hemsworth. By the way, he looks damn good. I mean, who am I kidding? But those are movie muscles. You think he's stronger than, say, like a real like blacksmith, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or one of those strong men, you know? Um, so, so while, uh, it, it's fun to, to get into the, you know, movies and sci-fi and superhero stuff. I love it. Um, I try very hard not to, um, you know, get uh, support and put all my money, uh, into industries that are already overinflated. You know what I'm saying? Um, and everybody's like, oh, boo, you know, boo, Brian, not cool, bro. Well, it's not, you know, like my like my $10 a year is going to really make a difference one way or another. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, on general principle, uh, I, I have no problem with movies. I love movies. I have no problem with actors and actresses. I have no problem with however people want to make their money. That's fine. All I want to see is is more incentive for people to become real things rather than become entertainers. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, well, you're trying to be an entertainer. Yes, but I already spent a lifetime doing other things. You know what I'm saying? So the difference is, is that <clears throat> I really do believe that uh, our culture uh, deprioritizes intellectual things and overly prioritizes uh, fandom, celebrity culture, etc. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I, I go to Comic-Con and I go to the movies. And um, when I was in radio, uh, I got to meet uh, a handful of celebrities and whatnot. And uh, when I was a, a chef, I got to meet a few uh, celebrities there as well. So um, while that will always exist, um, I just want to see, you know, chefs make decent money, you know, like everybody promised I'd be making, you know, uh, you know, 60, 70, $80,000 in five years. Oh, that never happened. And and now I can't uh, afford a restaurant and, and who's going to give me money to do that. They expect me literally to hobnob with rich people until someone, you know, helps me with a restaurant and that, uh, you know, and that's just silly. Um, and that was, and that was the thing. I, I was never a good, uh, network, networker you know they tell you to network um even now like i try to network with comedians i try to network with uh, other podcasters uh but how much can you really do you know especially if you're not living with around these people you can only do what you can do on social media uh, and so i just find the whole concept of you know networking and and hobnobbing with with uh, people with money uh, a viable way to uh you know to buy a restaurant or to get, or to get discovered, you know, it's ridiculous. So I don't know because I mean, ask yourself this besides chefs on television, 
besides me on radio, what? how many chefs do you guys know in real life other than friends and family? Who do you know that's famous but didn't get famous from uh, TV or movies? Exactly, right? Right? Because, I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like when you go to culinary school, um, a lot of people go to culinary school because of what they saw in a movie. Maybe they watched that movie Chef. Maybe they watch, you know, whatever. But you watch a movie or you watch Food Network and you get this idea of what being a chef is. And then you get out and then you owe all this money. And now guess what? You know, you're, you're up to your eyeballs in debt and, uh, and you're not making enough money to pay it back. And so I just think it would be behoove our society to start prioritizing by paying people better. Uh, in regular jobs, you know, whether it be chefs, uh, nurses, medical assistants, um, you know, like, for example, doctors. My wife has been a, a, a medical assistant for 18 years, and she's very good at it. Um, but after a while, you know, she got tired of these. These doctors would go on vacation four times a year, and they'd always leave the country. They'd go to Cabo or wherever, you know. They'd go somewhere fancy and they'd come back and, and then they'd sit there and have the audacity to complain about this, that, or the other thing while we're living in a piece of shit apartment, uh, you know, that isn't, doesn't, we don't even have double paned uh, glass. So we've got, you know, uh, mold growing in our uh, windowsills because we can't afford to uh, get new windows. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not jealous. It's not about jealousy. It's about, priorities you guys i mean when do we start prioritizing the real heroes the real soldiers not the tv ones the real heroes like our doctors and our uh, uh nurses and and not even our doctors but our the the support staff our 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 nurses and our medical assistants and all the people that are helping in covid right now who are stressed out who are going to work every day, afraid that they're going to give their family uh, a disease that could possibly kill them. And then, of course, running out of uh, PPE, uh, protective equipment, and then having to use like the same mask for days on end. I mean, come on, man. You know, so my point is, is, is we're never going to change that, you know, that, that zeitgeist, that <clears throat> celebrity culture. Uh, we're never going to, change that but maybe what we could do is start acknowledging uh the unsung heroes you know um so 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 give uh regular people their due start let's start paying uh fast food workers what they're worth let's start paying medical assistants and nurses what they're worth let's start you know uh paying chefs chefs don't make any money that's why most people get out of it unless they start their own restaurant and then they maybe start making money. Uh, but if you don't give them any avenues to explore their craft, they, they tend to give up. And so what we need is a society that has the right values. And I don't know that we have that. And I don't know that we ever will. And that's not to say that there aren't good people out there. It's just that, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna change it? You know, uh, it is what it is. And so, and so, you know, the reason why I got into comedy and the reason why I'm in podcasting is because I want to make a difference. Uh, but I want to do, do it in a way where 
I'm not looking for fame and fortune. Um, I would like to have a career in voice work. I'd like to be a voiceover artist. I'd like to have a career in radio or podcasting. And I'd like to write my books. And I'd like to make a difference in, in, in any small way that I can. And people think, well, you know, you're a comedian. Why do you care so much about all this? I don't know, man. I guess I'm just uh, burdened with glorious purpose to do what's right, you know. Um, <clears throat> that's the thing about being a, a, an empath and being a, a sensitive person is uh, it bums you out to see uh, injustice and inequality in our society. Uh, there's just no reason for it. There's enough money out there for everyone. And if we just, you know, mitigated our, our priorities, we could create a society uh, where, you know, uh, chefs and uh, cooks and restaurant workers and, uh, me- you know, hospital workers and air conditioning, you know, uh, mechanics and all the regular blue collar people uh, could be making a, a decent living wage and celebrities will still make a ton of money um, because you can't change that. You cannot change Hollywood and what it does. But when you start to compare your life to, you know, Brad Pitt or Jennifer Aniston or Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth or something like that. Yeah, man, it, it could bum you out real quick. You know, I mean, that's like me uh, comparing my life to Joe Rogan. How on earth could I ever possibly get as big as Joe Rogan? It, it's 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 a it's an impossibility. Don't even try it. You know, it's not going to happen. Um, so so all I want to do is is get uh, popular enough to just be able to continue doing it and maybe buy a little tiny house and, you know, maybe buy a car that doesn't break down every uh, other day. <laughs> if you guys heard my uh, <clears throat> last episode, I was talking about my truck. Uh, doesn't start always. And, uh, th- and there's nothing we can do about it. We could spend another $700 to get it fixed, but uh, it was, it was a problem uh, with the car ever since the beginning. And, uh, they don't want to help me, and so mm, there you go. I guess I won't be buying a Chevy anymore. Uh, what else? Um, so, oh, I want to tell you guys a story. Um, <clears throat> when I was uh, five years old, uh, we lived down in uh, the L.A. area, a little town called Alhambra, and uh, we rented an apartment, and my mom worked full-time at a bank, and uh, I was just three and four years old. And when I was turning five, uh, my, my babysitter was uh, this woman. She was a black woman, and she was my babysitter. And so I, at a very early age, I uh, got very, very used to being around, you know, black people. Oh, wow, how progressive, right? <laughs> but it was funny because she had two daughters, <clears throat> and it was always like I, I went everywhere they went. So it was like this black family, and then this toe-headed white kid, <laughs> I looked like, I was like, they probably were like, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know, but anyway, uh, but we, um, uh, it was my uh, fifth birthday party and uh, my mom and uh, my babysitter and her name was Yvonne. And uh, <clears throat> they uh, decided to, you know, take us all as kids to the park and do a barbecue and all that. And uh, I didn't know it at the time because I was only five. Um, but uh, my my babysitter knew um, uh, 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 
you know, <laughs> I'm forgetting her name. God, uh, let me take a sip here, you guys. Hold up. Um, <clears throat> you know, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, you know, um, hang on. Okay, I had a little bit of brain fart there, but yeah, uh, Aretha Franklin, you guys, Aretha Franklin showed up to my, uh, birthday, uh, my fifth birthday party, uh, because my babysitter knew her. And uh, she she came to me and she gave me a great big hug. And, uh, you know, I didn't know who she was at the time, uh, but there's my bragging rights. I, uh, I had Aretha Franklin attend my fifth birthday party. And, uh, you know, and, and all I remember was this really uh, bigger than life uh, woman who was very kind to me. And she wished me a happy birthday and she gave me a great big hug and she had these great big bosoms, and I, I, I nearly got swallowed up by them. But <laughs> she gave me a great big hug, and uh, you know, and I was very, um, like, I blushed, you know, because I was five and I was shy, you know. But, um, but it, 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 in retrospect, it means a lot to me, uh, you know, because she's more than just a celebrity. She was a pure talent, you know. She was one of the best singers uh, of all time, you know, and. Uh, and so, uh, you know, from a very early age, um, I knew and saw the importance of diversity, uh, of, of accepting each other's differences, um, because, yeah, guys, I mean, what does it matter who's white and who's black and who's male and who's female, you know? And yet we all have to, you know, watch ourselves these days because we live in a culture uh, you know, that, that, um, you know, never mind the fact that there are still a lot of racists out there and that's bizarre. And, uh, and, and then of course you got the people who, uh, you know, U- USA is the greatest in the world. And unfortunately that kind of gives way to jingoistic and xenophobic views where, you know, they like, you know, they think USA is, is meant to be white and Christian and nothing else and conservative and nothing else. And, uh, Sorry to burst your bubble, but uh, this is the great melting pot, and that's what makes this great. This this whole country is is an experiment uh, in what it means to to um, embrace diversity, embrace our differences, and so uh, you know having uh, uh, having uh, this this famous singer Aretha Franklin at my birthday uh, meant the world to me. But it it helped me at a very young age uh, learn. Uh, a few things. Number one, I, I never feared uh, celebrities. Uh, number two, um, I never, uh, you know, I always went out of my way in my life to uh, learn about different cultures and learn about different types of people. Uh, and that's why, uh, to this day, I'm still an in- inclusive person because it's important. Uh, there's no reason in the world why we shouldn't love each other despite our differences i you know and that even goes for uh political differences i know i have this tendency to rail on fox news but it's not because they're conservative it's because they're out of their fucking minds that's the difference it's not because of their conservative points of view if you you, you know if you're a conservative but you're a good-hearted person hey more power to you you know um but it, but the problem is is that uh when you're not up on the agendas 
um, when you're not up on, they're tricking these people into uh, their agendas that aren't serving regular working conservatives. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens is, is all these conservatives are like, yay, Trump, 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 and all this stuff. And, you know, fuck other countries and, you know, fuck Antifa and all this stuff. Right. But that, that's a slippery slope, you guys. That is a such a slippery slope into racist, xenophobic points of view. And I'm sorry, I that just does not cut right with me. And so, you know, all I want to see is the Fox News agenda go bye-bye. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to radicalize their base for uh, to win elections and and to and to continue keeping this country uh as it is the status quo which is you know poor people know your place and rich people deserve all the breaks and if you don't believe that way then you're just not cool Eh, no fuck that you know what i'm saying so so my point is that um you know my 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 unique perspective uh, of life of different cultures uh you know start at a very young age uh, and then that continued to grow as I got older. And um, not everywhere I lived did I see a lot of people of other races. When I was in California, uh, we had a very um, we had a, a not a lot of black folk uh, when I was in uh, on the Central Coast. There was a couple, and I knew all of them. <laughs> um, you know who you are. Uh, and then uh, there were a, a Filipino and Hispanic there. Uh, but not much else, you know, there was, you know, a few of the others, but, but it was predominantly white. And so then when I moved to Reading, uh, it was very white and, uh, I did not see a lot of people of other races. Um, and so sometimes when people grow up, uh, you know, in a predominantly white area, uh, it has this tendency to, um, produce, uh, mixed results, you know, and sometimes people get, uh, some very, they get some, some bad ideas in their head. And, and some people, you know, they, they, they learn that that's not cool. And that's, that's what I love, love about uh, our culture today is, is, um, you know, the internet and, and with, with every, all the technologies we have today, uh, we have a choice now whether we want to live ignorantly or not. And so that's what really blows my mind. Uh, when I see like Fox News, for example, uh, trying to get people to be hateful of certain things, uh, all the while, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, legitimizing Trump and his insanity. Uh, there's just something ill about it all. And, uh, I, I just hope that, you know, conservatives, uh, you know, start doing something good for this country and for the party again. Uh, because I don't believe that conservative principles are bad. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, the cult of personality in Trump and uh, the, the whole jingoistic xenophobic thing with him, you know, like, you know, th- that was the first thing I noticed about Trump when he would like try to scare people. Oh, they're coming. They're coming. Caravans are coming from from across the border. They're coming. And it's like, oh, shut up. And, and so you have to understand that there's a lot of manufactured outrage out there uh, because all of these things have always existed, you guys. The caravans were always there, or they always weren't. But my point is, is that, uh, you know, drug cartels, uh, you know, all these things, they always existed and they always will in one form or another. And so when, you know, Trump lost the election, 
you know, uh, you know, they started, you know, kind of riding that whole like, hmm, maybe, maybe Trump is onto something here. May- hmm. And they, 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 they kind of r- let people believe that, uh, you know, that the January 6th was legit and that Trump was right. Uh, and then later on, like, no, 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 you know, like they, they, they like to ride, they, they play fast and loose with what's, uh, what's moral and what's correct. And I just find that to be disgusting. And so I have nothing against conservatives or the conservative uh, movement, but they really got to start distancing themselves from these creeps, man, because there are some serious creeps in that party. And I know a lot of conservative people, and some of them are really good people. But you're not doing yourselves any favors uh, becoming, you know, the anti-this and the anti-everything movement, anti-science, anti-mask, anti-everything that has to do with what anything they think. You know, now now they're trying to rail against, uh, you know, uh, Democrats because, you know, they're canceling everything. They're canceling. They're not canceling anything. You guys, come on, get real. There are people that are trying to cancel things, but... Most people don't see the nuance there. They don't know how to assign the correct amount of uh, blame for things. And so what you get is a bunch of confused, radicalized people who want their country back. But from what? You know, because you, here you go. Oh, you want, oh, you want a better job? Here you go. Oh, you want higher pay? Here you go. Democrats are trying to offer this country better uh, alternatives and then they poo poo them. Because why? Uh, because Fox News tells them it's bad. You know, they don't even they can't even make a strong case against all those things other than Fox News told me, you know, and I just find that that's brainwashing. And so anyways, I'm digressing. Um, but greatness, you guys, um, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, uh, I was in uh, soccer. Uh, I played soccer for about 11 years, I think. And um I was on the all-star team a couple of times. Uh, you know, I was a skateboarder. Um, you know, we, I used to watch the X games. Uh, so, so, so American exceptionalism, uh, you know, is something that they teach us, but I believe that, uh, that's a little bit of, of a passe term. I'd like to think of it as human exceptionalism, you know, because it doesn't matter what country you're from. Um, uh, what makes this country great was its freedoms and its prosperity and its pop culture, you know, and now that we are pretty much the center of the pop culture zeitgeist, uh, we have a lot of groundwork to make up in order to, to, to deserve calling ourselves the best country in the world. Like I said, high speed rail. Why are we still, you know, riding choo choo trains from 1940? You know, we could have high speed rail, but we don't have uh, politicians on the left or the right that are uh, big enough and strong enough and influential enough to do great things anymore. And so while most of this country is starving, while most of this country is not getting ahead, we have, uh, you know, a lot of politicians that are just sort of, you know, doing it for themselves, you know. And while I do believe there are a lot of uh, decent politicians who are doing it for the right reasons, uh, you know, they're, they can't do great stuff anymore. There used to be a time where Democrats and Republicans could get together and solve big problems, big problems like like creating the Hoover Dam, 
you know, uh, things, you know, you know, just wonderfully great things. And so while I do in spirit, uh, will always love the United States of America, uh, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a veteran. I wear, uh, American flag, uh, hats all the time. I love what America symbolizes, but if I'm being honest, uh, the United States lost, uh, its greatness, uh, some time ago. And, and that's only because we do not think big enough, uh, to, to, to achieve the greatness that we used to, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you may have, uh, friends or family that are in the military. And <clears throat> while we should always, uh, you know, we should always, uh, uh support them and, and thank them for their service. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of those people go in there because there's not a lot of good jobs out here or they can do it because nobody can afford college anymore. And so what happens is that the military becomes something that poor people do and then rich people don't have to do it, you know? And so I just think, um, if we're going to be the country that we claim to be the greatness, uh, we have to be a few things. First of all, we have to dispense with this idea that this country is Christian and white. It's not just Christian and it's not just white. And we have to dispel with this myth that, uh, that conservatives and Republicans are greater patriots, uh, than, than, than everybody else. That's just not true either. You know, because if you really love this country, you would know better than to want to reelect Donald Trump as our president. He's the most selfish, deranged human being on planet earth. And no, I will not apologize for that. <laughs> you know? Um, but I told you in the beginning, I would, uh, come back around. Uh, so American exceptionalism, uh, greatness, uh, can mean, uh, great, uh, acts of, of, of strength. It can be, uh, the cult of personality, like with celebrities and, and it can even be, uh, <clears throat> you know, intellectual things. You know, we should, uh, we should hail great scientists just as much as we hail, uh, great actors, you know, and fortunately we're in a culture where Britney Spears and, you know, has, uh, has more followers than, um, than some Nobel prize winner, you know, <laughs> so, uh, so we have to change our priorities with that a little bit. But, um, but getting into, uh, the point I'm making is that, um, greatness, uh, is, is a state of mind, you guys. So, you know, when I first, uh, decided to become a stand-up comic and I told everybody, uh, that I was going to focus all of my time and all of my efforts on being a comedian and a podcaster, people thought I lost my mind, you know, truthfully, some people, uh, to this day, uh, they don't, you know, they're friends with me on Facebook, but they're not really in my corner, not necessarily because, you know, they don't support me. Um, but they're just waiting for me to get it off my chest and get it out of my system. And then I'll go back to working at Lowe's here in a couple of years. That's what they, that's what they're thinking, you know? And, uh, and so what I want to leave you guys with is, uh, an understanding that, uh, greatness comes from within. Okay. So, so you have to think the right thoughts and you have to believe in yourself and you have to really truly believe 
in what America stands for if you really want to believe in yourself. And what I mean is, is that <clears throat> freedom and, uh, and, and, you know, the, the, the power of influence and the cult of personality. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of great movies and we have a lot of great music and we have a lot of great uh, influence on the world when it comes to cinema and music and entertainment and all that. Um, <clears throat> but that's not what makes this country great. What makes this country great is freedom, you guys. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but we are not as free as we think we are. When you're uh, stuck at a job that you can't leave because of the insurance, that's not freedom. When you're stuck at a job and you can't move uh, to another state or you can't move at all because you can't afford it, that's not freedom. When you talk about uh, greatness, uh, you cannot be uh, the best you can be if you're constrained by all of these, uh, you know, inherent inequalities and injustices in our system. So what we need, you guys, is a system that relies less on corporatism and relies more on, uh, you know, just simply doing the right thing. And how do we achieve that? Well, first of all, you and, and me and everybody, there should be no, nobody. If, if, if you decided, Hey guys, uh, I wanted to tell you, I quit my job at, uh, Burger King and, uh, I've decided I'm going to be a, a pop star. Now, if you're not a singer, that might be a surprise to some people. <laughs> but, uh, but if you are a singer, <clears throat> then, there should be nothing crazy about saying that because even if you're overweight, even if you're poor, if you're a good singer and you believe in yourself, then you should go for it. And that's why I did what I did when I got tired of, of, you know, because your whole life you, you do the right thing. You go to school, you study hard, you get done with your school, you get your diploma you go for job interviews, you say all the right things, you get the job, you work that job year after year after year after year, and uh, you kind of get to a point where you can't, you seem to be hitting glass ceilings. So you try to get different jobs, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But you guys, <clears throat> we are right now experiencing a time uh, where Careerism isn't what it used to be just 10 years ago. You know, we are now uh, entering into a new kind of uh, economy where we need, uh, we need more opportunities for, for people. And I've mentioned some of those solutions. I believe that corporations have a greater responsibility uh, towards the countries and laws that make them rich. <clears throat> so not only should I do I think they should pay more of their fair share of taxes, but they could create their own incentives for people to come work for them. They could create their own schools, if you will, <clears throat> whether it be, you know, uh, uh, some aeronautics industry or some uh, pharmaceutical industry or whatever. They could privatize schooling, but they don't want to do that. They would rather just select the best of the best. And uh, never mind that, you know, you spent a hundred or thousand dollars on your education um <clears throat> the problem is and there's nothing wrong with you know going to college and doing everything that way but if you're 
there's not a, enough incentive anymore uh, because there's not enough success. We're not hearing enough success stories anymore, you guys. And that's because attaining your degree doesn't mean anything if there's no job to go to once you've attained that degree. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And so um, I don't have all the answers. But what I would say is that if you have a burning desire uh, to be a basketball player, to be a comedian, to be a, an artist, whatever it is, believe in yourself and do not, do not listen to other people. Uh, because truthfully, especially if you don't have a ton of money for college, I mean, I, I really do believe that you should do your best in school and you really should try to go to college and you really should, you know, do your best to have a backup plan. But, if you have a love for something, this is the perfect time, you guys, to do it because <clears throat> once upon a time, uh, it was very, very common to go to college for an affordable price and then get a job <clears throat> right out of college that made decent money and you could stay there for a long time. That scenario, that reality isn't as common anymore, you guys. And I'm not always sure of the reason. It could have a lot to do with... Um, you know, that <clears throat> a lot of smaller industries are, are dying now that bigger industries are taking over. That's part of it. Uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, shipping all the good jobs overseas. And the reason why they do that is because they don't have to pay nearly as much to a team in uh, Beijing or Thailand as they do here in the United States, you know. And so uh, they save a lot of money that way. <clears throat> and while I have nothing against workers of other countries, they're exploiting third world countries <clears throat> for their own benefit. And so we need to take them to task, you guys. We need more readers. We need people who are paying attention to politics and not just Fox News versus MSNBC. I mean, people who understand what's going on in our body politic and who can really initiate Real change. We need more people of conscience in our politics and we need more people to understand what's going on. Because when you're ignorant, you know, and I get it, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, they want to go to the clubs, man. They want to have a couple drinks. They don't want to be caught up in all that nonsense. And I get that, you guys. Okay. So don't, don't think for a second that I'm trying to get you guys to, you know, eat your broccoli every single day. But, you guys, we need uh, people, young people, to uh, get active in our politics and to start understanding uh, what is going wrong with our economy. Because it will happen again, you guys. Uh, my friend, I talked to him uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, he believes there will be another uh, recession. And a lot of it is caused by uh, hedge fund managers and the way the markets are manipulated. Uh, and so <clears throat> we really have to uh, be careful that this country doesn't plunge into another uh, housing crisis or another recession, uh, especially when it's a lot of times it's done simply by uh, Wall Street <clears throat> playing a bunch of dirty tricks, you know, and that's what happens. And so that's uh, one of my reasons why I also loathe uh, the Fox News agenda, because a lot of those people are well-connected. And those well-connected people 
don't care about humanitarian aid. They do not care about poor people. They do not care about black people. They do not care about Hispanics, and they seriously do not care about uh, gay and lesbian and transgender folk. Okay, and while I do believe not all uh, conservatives are bad, uh, <clears throat> they're being led into a, a political uh, zeitgeist that is uh, not good for this country, you guys. Uh, giving wealthy people all the money so it can trickle down to the rest of us is not going to work. We need to rebuild the middle class, and we can do it, but we need great people. And uh, there's a lot of great people out there, you guys. I mean, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, let me take a drink here. I'm losing my voice. I told you I have allergies today. Um, but uh, like uh, Brian Tyler Cohen, he runs a little podcast and he runs a little YouTube channel. And he probably does more to educate people about politics than some multi-billion dollar a company like MSNBC because he can he can state it in a way that uh, regular people understand. And so there are people out there who are doing great work. Um, I know a lot of those, uh, remember uh, the, the shootings in Florida and a lot of those uh, kids who survived, they're becoming legislators now. A lot of those people are trying to get out the word uh, how to uh, change our laws when it comes to, um, you know, because I, I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, people owning guns in and of itself, but we don't need automatic weapons out there. We don't need machine guns out there. Okay. We, we don't need, there's a way to do it where people can own guns, but they can also be accountable. And so we don't need, uh, the NRA and Wayne LaPierre, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, becoming a, a gun fetishists. You know, there used to be a time, you know, my grandfather and I, I was a junior NRA member when I was a little kid. Now, I didn't know anything about it in those days. I was a kid. But but what I do remember is that they were all about the responsible use of guns, right? And so my, my point simply is this. Uh, there is nothing wrong with uh, all the freedoms that we have. But if those freedoms are uh, being exploited by wealthy moneyed interests, uh, they can exploit you and me and they can, they can misrepresent the truth. And before you know it, you know, Fox News pound for pound has done more things to disrupt, disturb, exploit and uh, mishandle and misinform people than, than I would say uh, any other uh, uh, media source in the world. And I don't have a problem with uh, conservatives having their own voice. But those voices have to be principled. And those voices have to be decent and honest. And while I'm not trying to say that everything liberals do are uh, pure and, and innocent, um, I do believe that there is only one clear choice when it comes to the middle class. And that is to be on the side of Democrats. Now, I don't like getting involved in, 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 I don't call myself a Democrat, uh, but I, I do believe that there's, there's gotta be, uh, because all I want to see you guys is Republicans return to, you know, to being Hank Hill again. You know, the Dale Gribble years are killing, killing this country. You know, uh, the other day, my wife, she was, uh, 
snapped a couple photos outside of the store where she works. And there's all these uh, Trump supporters out there. And, I, you know, that's freedom. I don't care. You know, freedom's good. But they're selling all this merch and, you know, all these people honking, yay. And the problem is, is that those people are still radicalized. They still believe that Trump won. They still believe that uh, Dr. Fauci is a fraud. They still believe the science is inaccurate. They still believe that, you know, all these conspiracy theories. And when you do that, you're not creating a conservative versus liberal culture. You're creating a culture of people who do not know how to take in information and to disseminate that information and to, to understand what they're reading, what they're seeing, because they don't understand what the lies are. They don't understand what the agendas are. They are not intelligent enough and sophisticated enough to see that they're being used, abused. And I'm sorry, if you care about your constituency, you care about your voters, or you care about your fans, that'd be like me. What if, how would you guys feel if I lied to you guys every day and misinformed you? Or, or, or treated you guys like crap or didn't appreciate you, you know, and that's what Fox News is doing. Fox News does not seem to uh, understand that or well, they probably do understand it, but they don't understand to what extent they are radicalizing the right. And so when I see a bunch of radicals who are just angry, uh, they don't have respect for science. They don't have respect for decency. They don't have respect for order. Um, you know, and, and this, this is supposed to be the tribe that, um, that loves the police. You know, January 6th, they were killing police officers. So do they really respect the police or do they just say they respect the police? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the things that the right say they stand for, religion, religious freedom, uh, you know, morals and values, et cetera, patriotism, those are all good things. But. The problem is, is that they're Trojan horsing all this bullshit in there. And over time, I don't think they understand how they're radicalizing and manipulating human beings and turning turning these people into fools. Okay, so I said it. Trump supporters are fools. You have the right to be a fool. You have a right to be a Trump supporter. But if you really think that Trump is this great, wonderful man, I feel sorry for you. Sincerely, but my point is, is that greatness comes from within and you cannot be great if you cannot find a good job. You cannot be great if you cannot uh, 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 live up to your potential. And so we need to start creating a society, you know, that isn't left or right, isn't rich or poor, isn't just the haves versus the have nots, but a society that uh, is free that's educated because that's it. You guys, you cannot control and manipulate people if you're intelligent. And so we need to create a society with, with uh, uh, just greater understanding uh, of how life works. Uh, You cannot, uh, you know, get through life if you don't understand how it works. And so what I would suggest is, is is rely on your common sense, Uh, you know, be very skeptical of what you read and hear on TV. Uh, you know, if, if you if you think something is wrong, uh, chances are it is. Uh, so just be diligent about what's right and wrong. You know, that doesn't mean you have to be a goody two-shoe. That doesn't mean you have to be, a, you know, 
a perfect person, but you know, we don't need uh, more uh, people wrecking this country. We don't meet, need more jer- jerks. We don't need more sociopaths. We don't need more uh, Jeff Bezos of the world. We don't need that. We don't need more Zuckerbergs because the, the, what they all have in common and what they have in common with Joe Rogan and what they have in common with most of celebrity culture is that celebrities don't have to be humanitarians. And I, if I ever get famous, I promise you, I will never, ever, ever stop, you know, uh, uh, caring about what's important. Uh, and that is uh, taking good care of, of my uh, fan base, taking good care of this uh, culture, uh, being grateful and appreciative and telling people the truth and, um, and being a humanitarian. We have got to save the soul of this country. We have got to save the soul of this world. And I don't think that all people on the right are bad. Uh, but you cannot be a Republican today and not see it, man. You can't. So I just would recommend you guys believe in yourself. If you have a, a, a desire to be something in life, Go for it, man. Don't listen to society. I did everything right. I went to school. I went in the army. I went to college. I got the job. I worked my way up the ladder. And you know what? It It's not that it didn't work out. It's that it never made me happy. Because I, what little success I found uh, was, 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 was not worth all of that effort. And so, you guys, believe in yourself. Believe in in the in, inherent good of this country, and you know I don't want. I am not someone who uh, picks on. Uh, you know I don't hate on people because they're Republican, and neither should you. Uh, we should not pick on people for our differences. Uh, the only reason why I pile on is because we've got to wake these folks up, man. Uh, Tucker Carlson does not have your best interest. Believe me. Uh, Rupert Murdoch is is one of those special sociopaths uh, that does not care about the truth, and they do not care if they use you and radicalize you for their own wealth agendas. And that is what Fox News is all about, and I disagree with it wholeheartedly. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that everybody who watches Fox News is is radical or becoming a bad person, but I don't think that – I think it's slow. It's a very slow process. Uh, you go from just a regular conservative into a super conservative in the matter of 10 years simply by watching Fox News. And, and, and they're creating a legion of, of, you know, sheep, of ditto heads. They're in the echo chamber and they do not get out of that, that bubble uh, where they can get fresh air and start really understanding what life all is about. Because they make a lot of assumptions. They make a lot of assumptions, you know. And uh, anyway... I'm sorry I got so political today. It just came out. and uh, But the point is, is that greatness comes from a, a combination of believing in yourself and having the freedom to get there. So never, ever, ever, ever sell yourself short. And if you have uh, financial challenges or you're at a job you don't like, I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow. What I'm saying is, is start planning. Start making a plan for yourself for the thing that you want to do. Um, that doesn't mean be irresponsible. You know, if you're a bad singer, 
<laughs> and you're going to be the next great big pop star, chances are you're probably not going to make it. So don't be foolhardy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you have a talent or you have uh, something that you love, uh, you know, do it on the side. And if you can, uh, you know, slowly progress from your real day job to uh, your new love, your new joy, your new uh, talent, uh, because that's what I'm doing. A few years ago, I decided I was going to be a comedian and a voice artist, and I'm loving it, you guys. And while I don't make money at it yet, uh, I, I can't imagine that I won't succeed eventually, you know. Um, not everybody has a lot of time. Uh, we don't have a lot of time in this earth. And so I would just suggest, you know, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, be realistic, um, but never let that whimsy die in your heart. And never let people talk you out of what you want to do unless that thing that you want to do is just cr so crazy and out there that maybe it's not a good idea. You know, you don't want to quit your job and do something absurd. Uh, but if there's something in your life that you want to do, man, go for it. Um, when I was a kid, uh, uh, growing up, I got to see uh, famous skateboarders. I got to see uh, famous comedians i got to see famous actors and i got to meet uh aretha franklin and uh it, it did a, it did something uh, very valuable in my heart and that is it, it made me uh appreciate uh who i am and uh you know but but you had i had to work for it i didn't get i didn't get all that stuff for free and and so i am now still paying my dues and so everybody has to pay their dues and everybody has to find out a way but we got to create a country where we uh, value not just celebrities and models, but we 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 have to start holding teachers and uh, medical professionals up there as well. Because when our priorities are screwed up, our soul of of uh, our soul, our collective soul. Hey, isn't that a band? Uh, our collective soul is screwed up if we don't think the right thoughts. So just get your mind right. Uh, and and get your life right and and create balance in your life and eventually if you realize your dreams uh, for long enough you will achieve it I promise you that so that's what I have for today um, <clears throat> no I never did turn into the the world's biggest bodybuilder and no I didn't even become the world's greatest chef but I but I do believe that uh, who I am today uh, a free thinker uh, an independent thinker a person who values uh, our differences. Uh, I don't hate conservatives. Not at all. My best friend is a Trump supporter. And I give him shit about it all the time. You know, in jest, of course. But my point is, is that we I don't hate anyone. I don't always like all people. People can be rude and nasty and mean. Uh, they, they don't always know uh, where to draw the line. Uh, but, but my point is simply, uh, when you love yourself, and you love what you're doing, you'll never burn out, uh, you know, because jobs that you love, uh, you can't, you will never get tired of because it's who you are. And so I just, I implore you guys to find what you want to do for real in this life. Uh, you know, continue working that regular Joe job in the meantime. Um, but eventually find yourself, man, because time's a ticking. So, that's what I have for today. I want to thank you guys for listening to uh, Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell. I will be back one more time this week. 
and uh, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Like <laughs> good timing. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I love you all, Republicans, cons- uh, Democrats. I I love you equally. Black, white, male, female. I love you all. So please check out my social media at Chef Bright Comedy. That's Chef B R Y Comedy on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook and I will see you there where we can continue the conversation and I wish you all a wonderful day. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.